story that must be told. From beginning to end. Now, here's a little story I got to tell. Here is a story about music. Stories about songs, the carnival. Growing up, my dad was in the military, so we were moving around all the time. And I spent my first 14 years, most of it was spent living in Germany. Around 1980, we moved to Stuttgart, Germany. And growing up like in those army-based life in Germany, different places, they kind of want to make it feel like you're living in a, a small version of America. So you're living in this gated community. There's military police at both entrances are the entrance that are guarding, you know, watching anyone coming in or going out. And then on the base, you know, there's one store for you to buy your groceries, the commissary. There's the PX to get anything else, your department store, basically, where you can buy clothes, toys, jewelry. You know, they had a record section for albums there. Um, there's a bowling alley, probably. One movie theater that shows one movie on the screen at a time. One church, just one of everything, you know, along with the living, you know, the, the housing. And, you know, beyond that, there's one TV station that plays American television, and there's one American radio station. So it's kind of like really uh, stripped down to the bare minimum of what you can um, enjoy what's happening, you know, many, many miles away in the U.S. So one of the big, like, you know, exciting things that wasn't there all the time that was a constant was the arrival of the carnival. So particularly, this is 1982, and the carnival's in town, and I was never really the kind of person to enjoy riding the rides. I didn't, I wasn't in the roller coasters or different rides. I'd play the games, enjoy the food, but mostly it was a social gathering. So this particular year, uh, this was the fall, I'm pretty sure it was the fall of 82, and hanging out, talking to a friend, pretty much right in front of one of the small roller coasters. And at the time, you know, and I assume this is how it was anywhere in the world. It was common for it to be whatever pop song of the day or whatever pop song of the past. Top 40 radio is what they would play. So I'm sitting in front of the, standing in front of this ride, talking to my friend, and um, a song comes on that I recognize, the melody. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. This song was pretty big last year. I'm a big fan of this song, Tom Tom Club, Genius of Love. That's dope. But then all of a sudden, here rapping. Hey, we're friends. Yeah, new and improved. We got the rock body just for you. Step up to the floor and grab a girl. We make a ball, man's hair curl. A rap version of Genius. What is this? And so I gotta immediately stop this conversation and focus on because this is a rap is still brand new. And I'm like, you know, trying to find every rap song that exists. And so. You know, if you didn't know the name of a song or name of a group, you know, there wasn't many ways to figure out what it was. You know, back then, I had songs on tapes back then that I didn't learn what they were till like a decade or more later sometimes. So, you know, I was always trying to find out as fast as possible. And so I go to the ride operator who doesn't even want to be there. Um, and I'm like, hey, do you know what this song playing is? And he gives me the most uh, uninterested face back. 
no, I, I don't know what the song is. It's just playing on a loop. I'm like, what do you what do you mean a loop? It's an hour worth of music. Every hour of the same songs repeat. I'm like, got it. I look at my watch, and I just kind of know that that song is going to play. I, I know I'm probably stretching right now, but I feel like it was like at the 40-minute mark, around there, like 42 minutes. Like, so 8.42, 9.42, 7.42. I know to get back there at that ride to hear uh, this song. I don't know what it is or who it is. And I remember I, I made a point of, like, watching my watch and going back to listen to that song as much as possible. Even like on the last day of the carnival, I remember like eating dinner and, and watching the clock and running back like the mile and a half, whatever it was, to get back there, hear that song one last time before the carnival closed and went away. And I thought I might never hear the song ever again in life, who knows, you know? So that was like kind of the power of hip hop back then of like, you know, just like how important it was because it was so rare and scarce and a little information about it. So I eventually learned that the song was Genghis Rap by Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I'm Dr. Jekyll and I'm Mr. Hyde. And we rock the house side by side. And the Jekyll and the Jekyll and the Jekyll and Hyde show. And they became a prominent rap group. You know, that was their lead single under that name. They had done some records before that. Uh, Mr. Hyde had a project called Lonnie Love song called Young Ladies. Um, they were together, had a group called the Harlem World Crew, and a single called Rapper's Convention. Good evening, everybody. Yes, I'm glad you're here. To all the people in the front and the people in the rear, where you come to have fun, do you expect to see the number one master of the ceremony? Don't care if you can get out um, But Jekyll and Hyde is when they, when they became that, and they went through Profile Records, um, was when they started to like really build a notable career in music. And this is also that record, was a breakthrough for Profile Records who around the same time, 82, and directly beyond that, the next year especially, became one of the most prominent rap labels in the world. You know, at that time, it was mainly Sugar Hill and Enjoy and a few other labels, but uh, Profile was about to come on the scene real strong following uh, Genius of Rap. They had Disco 4, you know, around that same time. And then in 83, they had Run DMC and Rockmaster Scott and Dynamic 3. Randall Z versus K Rob and Fresh 3 MCs that's all around 83. And then later on, they had a lot of big names, or, um, you know, are popular names from that time, like Spider D, the Mastodon Committee, the Showboys, Dana Dane, Rob Bates, Sweet T, Derek B, you know, from the UK. And they have the whole UK hip hop series, Hard as Hell. So uh, Profile became real prominent, but that breakthrough thing was really uh, genius rap. Um, as far as Jekyll and Hyde, they had some other records after that. You know, I don't think many things hit as big as that, you know, uh, in my perspective, but they had some definitely some strong records. Like The Challenge was a flip on Danny Six, Nasty Girls. And then they had a song called Getting Money by Pumpkin on the production. Probably their biggest single, though, might be AMPM and Fast Life in 84. AMPM all night long. Turn your radio up, because we are on. And the only song to really capture their namesake, the Jekyll and Hyde concept, is some part Transformation, that as you can tell by the title, uh, speaks to the Jekyll and Hyde theory. Well, it was a full moon on the 6th of June, and I'll never forget that night. Before I changed from a slight brother to another, and boy, it was a terrible set. You see, be your Dr. Jekyll means 
think about anything. So I made this juice to help me get loose. But they really didn't speak too much on that. I think the one thing that kind of maybe the metaphor or the play on words with Jekyll and Hyde might be how they were different from the industry as a whole. Like they had, they didn't have the, the same look as rappers of the time. You know, they were dressed in like business leisure suits and you know, they were, they were, they had an album called The Champagne of Rap, you know, but that look kind of matched what they were doing. Like one of them worked on the stock market. One of them worked for the station, uh, radio station 1010 Wins, uh, buying like advertisement time. So they were kind of working in that industry and their lyrics reflected that. about like living in a penthouse in, in Manhattan and you know the, the lavish lifestyle you might have or working a, a regular job not like from hustling or even from rap didn't necessarily necessarily say it that way it was like you can have a nice job and have nice things and become the champagne of rap um, and even in that you know you can kind of see their like impact later like uh, there's a gangrene song gangrene oh no and alchemist and they have a, on their Sawblade EP, have a song called uh, Freshest Rhymes in the World, which is also the name of a song on the Champagne of Rap album. So I, I'm pretty sure that's a, a throwback to Jekyll and Hyde. Hey, doctor. Yeah, what's up, H.Y.? Yo, man, you know I got the freshest rhymes in the world. You got the what? That's right. That's exactly what I said. So hey, the galaxy. 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 They like us. They buy us. No other MCs excite. And as far as the two people from the group, they went on to be bigger names in the industry, even though they were as rappers. Uh, Andre Harrell, AKA Dr. Jekyll, went on to work with Def Jam as a, he worked with Russell Simmons at Def Jam, but went on to be an executive with Uptown, his own label. You know, he's the one that kind of like helped find Mary J. Blige and Heavy D. Uh, Puff Daddy was his intern. That's how Puff got into the business. Um, Alonzo Brown, later on of uh, Mr. Hyde, went on to be at A&R at A&M Records in the early 90s, kind of helping them finally plant their feet in the rap game with uh, Tragedy, Intelligent Hoodlum, and Groovy Chill. So they had some, you know, um, impact on the industry even beyond just being rappers. And as far as genius rap in particular, that song for me is a special moment because it really captures the time in hip hop when it was so difficult to find things, you had to seek it out. Especially for me, like living in an army base in Germany, there wasn't, you know, even though we had that one radio station, it wasn't playing rap music, it was playing Top 40. The store, the PX, they sold music, but they only were selling albums. And this time rap was all singles. So I had to like go to like the German mall 
to find the rap singles. So hearing that at the carnival like always struck me as a very key memory in, in my journey early on in the power of hip-hop and how uh, it's been supporting me my whole life. That's my story, that's my story. That's my story. Hold, hold up. Before we finish, I want to acknowledge one last thing. I recorded these episodes between November 5th, 2019 and February 11th, 2020. And since that time, a lot of chaos and tragedy has happened in the world, as I'm sure you all know. One of those tragedies was the passing of Andre Harrell, AKA Dr. Jekyll. So rest in peace to the man who was a great MC, executive, mentor, and a pioneer for hip hop. Him and Mr. Hyde bringing some great flavor into the hip hop game. But this show is about him as an artist and particularly as him as an MC. And so I want to end with one of my favorite verses from Dr. Jekyll himself, right from AMPM, here on Stories About Songs. So my man, uh-huh. fresh doc, that's me. Just get on the mic and start the now. Mic. The USA, and when it comes to MC, there's one thing to say on the top of the list. So when it comes to this, and when I rock the microphone, I cannot miss. I just put the microphone to my lips. I move my body and dip my hips. Woo! And when I feel the beat, huh, I shake my feet. Uh-huh. And that's when I rock you out your seat. You'll scream and shout while I'm busting it out. Cause baby doll, that's all I be about. Now tell me, how could you ever resist? Huh, I get that rocks as hard as this. Woo! I'm Dr. J-E-C-K-Y-Z. Double L and B.